Welcome to another episode of the Mental Debriefing Podcast. My name is Peter Tam, and we will go over why and if it's a good idea to, not really why, but if it's a good idea to be a DoorDash person, whether it's full-time or as a side hustle or things like that. So let's get started. Okay, so it brings us to the question of why and if you should be a uh, Wordash driver. And so certainly being a uh, DoorDash driver is something that a lot of people consider due to the uh, pandemic and there's just not a lot of jobs out there so is that a good idea for employment or just as a side hustle or uh, things of that nature just to pick up a few spare change while while you're at it Uh, some pocket change Those are all very good questions. Now, before we begin, uh, this obviously uh, applies to all these food delivery services that have popped up uh, over the last last few years. Caviar, uh, DoorDash, Grubhub, Postmates, and Uber Eats. Those are the primary. Um, those are the primary food delivery services. So there's four, whereas like rideshare, there is just two. But basically, there's four um, food delivery services. The big four, which is are the ones that I mentioned, which are. DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, and Postmates. Now, Grubhub and um, Postmates have combined forces, so they're all owned by the same thing now. Uh, Grubhub's uh, publicly traded. Uber Eats is owned by Uber, of course, and Uber is also publicly traded. And then DoorDash is by its lonesome, but it is also publicly traded. Um, it just had its IPO uh, this week. Uh, the date today is December 13th. And uh, de- December 13th, 2020. And uh, like last Wednesday, uh, they, they had their IPO and it uh, moonshotted up to $185 a share uh, in their IPO. I don't know why they didn't offer more shares or or things like that um, but the uh, per share price uh, right when when trading started was uh, jumped up to to like the 180 range so definitely a very uh, weird occurrence um, now is it a good investment you might ask I don't know. I don't know how long this pandemic will last. You know, everyone at the beginning thought this was like a, um, you know, because the pandemic uh, and uh, the coronavirus lockdowns kind of begin mid-March. It was near my birthday, March 10th. Um, and a lot of people expected by the time April was concluded and maybe can that the pandemic would be over, but 
um, you know, uh, come, uh, come, uh, things that happen, it's December already, so, definitely very, uh, bizarre in, in that case, and it's been dragging out a long time, and, yeah, so, before I get distracted, so let's, let's go back to DoorDash, and what DoorDash is, and what all, all these uh, food delivery services are. Basically, they're internet-based and uh, mobile phone-based apps, which, how the process works, of course, is you download the app, and then, after you download the app, you as the consumer, obviously you have to enter in your credit card info. But uh, after that, uh, you as the consumer can pick from various restaurants that are uh, open during the, the time that that you're, you turn on the app and then you can order, uh, let's say you're, you have an inkling for pot pies at KFC, so you can, you can go ahead and uh, order your KFC and be it pot pies or the 14-piece uh, uh, bucket, 12-piece bucket, things like that. You can get all that. Uh, delivered to you uh, through an app. Now, how, how the technology works, of course, is uh, you get an order, uh, you as a consumer put in the order, then DoorDash sends that information to the restaurant. The restaurant pays the fee to use DoorDash, of course, and then, you know, a uh, the, the the information also gets sent to the driver, who are all independent contractors, much like Lyft and Uber, so everyone's their own boss. And then these uh, drivers, the, the lingo is called dashers, um, those are who the drivers are. These these dashers, they, they go ahead and they look at their phone and then they have a choice whether to accept or deny the order. Now they accept the order, then they go ahead and head to the restaurant. Now with DoorDash in particular, the price of the job is displayed onto their screen when they decide whether to accept or deny. Now the, the price, for example, let's say your KFC order, it gets uh, sent to my phone that, you know, you live in wherever, let's say, uh, let's give an example. You live in uh, Diamond Bar, California, and I've been dashing around, I've been making deliveries in Diamond Bar, California, and I, I've completed delivery, so now I'm available to make another delivery and then it says that I need to go to KFC and the payout is, let's say, $7. And it shows that where the KFC is as well as where you as the consumer live. Um, it, it integrates with your, your mapping system, whether you have Apple Maps or Google Maps on your cell phone. And then it says, uh, you know, the, the restaurant is X and X location, and then the person lives in X and X location, and the total mileage is is uh, let's say eight miles. Now it doesn't specifically say the address of the uh, of the uh, person's house when you're making the decision whether to deliver or not. So you got to choose yes or no if you want to make that delivery and 
If you say yes, of course, you're guaranteed uh, that $7 if you complete the delivery. Now, there's there's times there's extra incentives, um, or, or sometimes they, they kind of give you like a bonus, like the minimum is $7. <coughs> but then they could like hide that there's like an extra $1 of tip or something. Um, so they, they do that to encourage you to accept, uh, you know, lower priced orders. So let's say you hit, hit accept. So then you go to KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, you pick up uh, said pot pie and 12 piece uh, bucket of, of fried chicken that I, you have ordered, so I picked all, pick all that up. The restaurant, you know, packs it all up for me. I I load it onto my car. Well, first I put it into my DoorDash bag, uh, DoorDash, and these other delivery services. They offer you a keep warm bag. So you put your items onto said keep warm bag, and off you go to. Once you pick it up, you track off onto your cell phone app that you've picked up the delivery. And then it sends you the location of where it needs to get delivered. And, you know, let's let's say it's, uh, it took you four miles, to, uh, you had to drive four miles to get to the restaurant. Now the person lives another four miles away and has the address. You uh, push a button onto your phone which uh, routes routes onto uh, Apple Maps or Google Maps or whomever, and if you're lucky, you have it all integrated, uh, and you have CarPlay on your Apple CarPlay on your vehicle as well. So that's like an integrated GPS, or you can take that address and put it onto like a Garmin or whatever, but however you so choose desire, and then off you go with the. Uh, KFC fried chicken and pot pie in your hot bag and you drive off to the uh, customer's destination and once you're at the customer's uh, destination you have two choices you can either hand the food to them um, or you can uh, just drop it off on their doorstep now before COVID the only choice was you had to hand it to the customer but because uh, COVID happened of course uh, then you had a choice between whether you wanted to, um, well, the customer has a choice. You just have to follow whatever the customer decides. So the customer decides if they want to, uh, want to pick it up face to face with you, uh, or for you to drop it off, drop it off on their doorstep. And then you take a photo and then, and then you say you delivered it on your phone and then that information uh, gets sent to the customer's phone and then the customer opens the door and uh, voila there's a fried chicken and a pot pie in on their doorstep and of course they at that point they proceed to um, you know they proceed to go ahead and um, and uh, enjoy their food. Now, with DoorDash in particular, I'm not sure about the other ones, but DoorDash, the customer pays for the tip um, at the beginning. And that gets all baked into that price um, at the beginning when you want to decide if you want to accept the tip, accept the trip or not. And If you, obvious, obviously, uh, there is a base pay, and then your your pay is broken down into two categories. The base pay is what the uh, DoorDash pays uh, you, which usually is a base three dollars um, for a short. The base the base minimum is three dollars for a short journey, and which is you know it's it's crap crap amount of money, but. Um, then the customer has a choice, then they can tip, 
and then it gets to um, you know in our in our previous example uh, because the restaurant was four miles away and the customer's house was four miles away from the restaurant so it's like an eight miles total that you have to drive maybe the base pay uh, goes up a bit and then at that point um, the customer also tips their three dollars or whatever which is a reasonable tip and at that point <coughs> um, your payout would be seven bucks and but all that information is all already at the beginning now DoorDash added a new feature where you can uh, go into the app afterwards and tip but I've, I've done like 1500 deliveries and Never once did I receive a tip afterwards um, through the DoorDash app. Now, of course, um, the old tradition of cash tips are, is always, of course, very welcome by uh, DoorDash drivers. So there are there are still people that cash uh, that do the cash tip and. That's, of course, all the drivers like that, but the problem is, of course, uh, with COVID, a lot of customers, they don't want to do the face-to-face -face anymore, and with no face-to-face, -face, the tip amount, um, <laughs> I mean, excuse me there, getting the hiccups, if they don't pay the uh, the tip I mean, I mean if they because there's no face to face let's just say that uh, then the tip amount is likely going to be electronic and it's not going to be cash because they don't see you and people they don't want to like uh, you know hide cash under the doormat or whatever to, to um, deal with the tips although some people still do that or uh, some customer was like, uh, yeah, we've hidden $3 under the doormat and then you can uh, pick it up when you're done. Uh, that's for like the, the drop-off type deliveries where they don't request face-to-face. -face. Of course, some face-to-face -face people, they still pay you, which is nice. Um, anywho, so you get paid your seven, eight bucks and off you go on to your next delivery. Now, regarding uh, COVID, at the beginning of COVID, uh, during March, April, May, DoorDash paid really, really well. All the, all the, uh, all the tips were, customers tip really well. There was high demand, of course, because people were scared to come out of their houses, and yeah, it was it was a good idea to, to go to DoorDash um, at the time. Uh, if you're quote unquote ready to risk your life, then DoorDash was a very profitable uh, thing to do at that moment in time. But of course. Uh, past May, once the coronavirus hysteria had <coughs> died down a bit, people uh, began to uh, tip obviously way less because you're not risking your life, obviously, because the survival rate is 99.9% uh, or thereabouts for people under the age of 80. And... Off we go to uh, our, our current day situation, which, you know, some rest restaurants are still very takeout dependent at the moment because of uh, coronavirus. And uh, depending on what county and what state you live in, there are certain lockdowns that are in force. So overall, the restaurant uh, industry is very uh, it's on a tenuous state right now and and uh, a lot of people 
because restaurants are shut down again, even for outdoor dining, a lot of people, of course, are still opting for the DoorDash delivery. Now, which brings us to uh, another topic, which is um, because everyone is their own boss, everyone's an independent contractor. So as an independent contractor, you have a choice to either accept the delivery or deny delivery. You don't have a salary to contend with. And there's pros and cons to that, of course. The pro, of course, is you make a lot of... Uh, you can choose to deny orders, and you can only do expensive orders. That's an option for you. I mean, all orders that people tip well, or a lot of people deny the order because they're too complex or whatever. That's the first thing. The second, more unfortunate thing is... Because you're an independent contractor, everyone can get in and start doing it. And there's no real limits to how many people they let in as DoorDash drivers. So, the result of that would be when times are tough, uh, like, like they are right now, and there's a lot of people that are out of work, even in the restaurant industry themselves, all these waitresses and waiters and busboys, they're suddenly out of work because everything is, is takeout right now. They themselves can go ahead and become DoorDash drivers and deliver. So with more delivery drivers, it's all supply and demand. So with more delivery drivers, more of them are willing to take low-paying orders, and because of that, then customers, uh, because of that, then DoorDash, the overall pay becomes less, because how the system works is if you deny a lot of orders, or if everybody denies all these $3 orders, then the base pay, it goes up higher to like say $4 or $5 or $6 um, until someone accepts the, the order and then the food gets delivered at that point. Obviously for $3, uh, a lot of drivers as independent contractors are gonna say no to making that type of delivery. But there's a recourse to, to that of course, which is what I just explained. If everyone says no, then the base pay of the order goes up in order for the delivery to be made. DoorDash doesn't force their customers to tip, and in order to entice the drivers to drive, sometimes they have to raise the base, base pay a bit uh, for these uh, no-tip orders. So overall, the the prices they do get leveled out a bit um, through the supply and demand. And then if there's a whole ton of orders and for some reason there's not enough drivers, let's say it's uh, Super Bowl Sunday or a major sporting event, then DoorDash would have bonuses uh, for each delivery, which encourages people to go ahead and deliver the food uh, because the per order, uh, it could be like $1 more or $3 more, $4 more per order depending on the demand. And those are the best times to dash. Those usually take place, of course, during meal times. And when that happens, of course, it's a good time to be a dasher, a driver, but those are few and far between. So overall, in a day, 
you can get about in my personal experience, I'm kind of, I'm in Chino, Chino Hills, Pomona area. Uh, that's the zone I operate in and a few other zones uh, nearby. I, on a weekday, you can maybe get, um, I'd say 150 bucks, 160 bucks. If you work 12 hours, taking two half-hour breaks each, uh, and, and a mile break here and there, you can potentially get, uh, you know, you can potentially gross $150, $160 a day. That's on your typical weekday, not the weekend, based on people tipping or not tipping, things like that. Now, if you work the weekends, if you do like a full Saturday or a full Sunday, even uh, fr Friday is considered the weekend. If you do those dates, if you do a full day, you can maybe get 200 bucks, 220, things like that. It depends on the region. If you're in a very upper upper crust area or you're in an area with a lot of office buildings, a lot of uh, work areas. Those are places that, or, or if you're in an area with uh, very touristy, um, you know, it's a very touristy area. Those are the people that tend to order DoorDash and tip well. Because of course, when you're in a trip, your your control as a consumer tends to lessen, and people tend to spend more money when they're uh, outside of their home. And uh, same with for businesses, if it's like a business expense or they're on a business account, they don't matter if they spend a few dollars more. So you're more likely to get tip more. Obviously, if you're delivering to wealthy homes, I'm talking like really wealthy, not middle class wealthy, then of course your your tip amount is going to be more as well. So it depends. If you're in a average suburban area, that's easy easy to get around. There's not a lot of parking issues. Your, your amount you can gross per day is, I believe it's around like 150, 160 a day uh, on a weekday, weekends, it's around, you can break 200 uh, pretty easily if you do the 12 hours. And you have to remember the 12 hours, it's, it's not like a 12 hour workday at work because a 12 hour workday at work you have to drive to your work location and then you have to drive back from your work location and lunch is not counted towards that 12 hours. But in the DoorDash world, if you're just straight on uh, working 12 hours, because you don't really have like a commute time, your commute time is your actual driving time. <coughs> in that case, then um, you're your 12 hours, you can do like uh, 200 a day on the weekends. And the, the times when most people order, of course, is lunch and dinner. Just like the restaurant industry itself. With lunch in particular, which is a really really crazy thing everybody eats lunch basically at the same time which is 11 30 a.m. to 1 30 p.m. and during that two hour time frame that's that's a good time to do your DoorDash because people are at work they want to grab a quick bite and you deliver to various businesses during dinner time, 
it's dinner time is a bit longer, of course, because there's no schedule to go back to work for most people, so they can eat dinner at at uh, you know immediately after work, or they can wait a few hours, do some chores, take care of the kids, then then order. So your lunch time is more compact, whereas the dinner time dashing is more um, extended. Those are the times that have the most orders, of course. So if you want to have a profitable uh, go at, at things, those are the times you should be working. Now, let's talk expenses. Sure, you can gross like $200 a day, $220 a day during the weekends uh, delivering food, but there's a downside, of course, which is you are using your own car's equipment, or you're using your own car, so you're using your own equipment, just like any other uh, being an entrepreneur any type of self-employment situation, you're using your own gear. So when you're driving to these distances, your mileage can rack up in quick order because you're driving all around town delivering food and It, it, it just adds up now, whereas when you go to work, let's say you work like 10 miles away from where you live, uh, 15 miles away, you drive there, you come back. 15 plus 15, 30 miles. And, and that's, that's of course, like a, a common commute, 10 to 15 miles. And then, you know, you, you're 30, 30 miles a day, you know, you, times five, what's that? Uh, 150 miles a week and obviously people you know they do chores and they have to run errands and hopefully it's in between the routes between where you work and where you live things like that pick up their kids so that that's the type of mileage that you're you're expecting but if you're doing deliveries and if you're working the 12 hours then the mileage can really add up really fast because you can be doing like 150 miles a day and in that case of course the mileage is can, uh, particularly if you're working like 13 14 hours it's not it's not exactly impossible to break that type of mileage and if you're like in a spread out city then the mileage can add up really, really fast. So you have to consider that your car is going to get a lot of mileage. It's going to get a lot of wear and tear. Um, and then being on the road a lot, even if you're doing uh, chance-wise, the chance of you getting into a car accident are actually more because you're on the road much more often. So even things that aren't your fault regarding car accidents, uh, because you're on the road a lot, your your chances of something random, a random accident happening are increased as well. And if you're doing the 12, 12 hour days, you can expect to be filling up 15 to 20 dollars a day on gasoline itself. That's not talking about my uh, car management, like oil changes, changing your brakes, things like that. The gasoline itself costs around 15 to 20 dollars a day that you burn. So get a get a efficient vehicle. I'm dashing in a Honda Accord, which is not the most fuel efficient, but it is a 2017 model and the engine is tuned for fuel efficiency so it's it's not the worst thing in the world to be 
caught DoorDash again. But, you know, when you're doing DoorDash, there's a lot of start and stop, and you're starting your engine, and you're, and you're turning off your engine several times, because uh, it, so, there's a lot of wear on your car because of that, because it's a lot of start and stop. You could, there's a lot of parking lot driving, and every, every time you go to a restaurant, of course, uh, particularly a nice restaurant, you can't access the drive-through, so yeah, you're gonna have to park, s shut down your engine, then start your engine up again when you pick up the food, and then off you go. Same, and then when you deliver to your house, you can't just keep your engine running. Um, you also have to turn off your engine, deliver the food, turn your engine back on again, on and on and on and on. So those types of wear can. can uh, it can age a car really quickly because there's a lot of uh, engine start and stop. So that's that's like the expenses. Of course, any type of business expense you have as a independent contractor, you're a 1099 employee. I mean, you're not an employee. You're a 1099, uh, which is the tax form for independent contractors, and. What that means is the expenses you use uh, for your business, you can deduct them off and offset your income. So, with that in mind, uh, your your taxes are going to be less, of course, than if you straight out work as a as a W two employee. Um, you know, let's say you go work at Amazon or whatever, which I also do. Um, if, if you do that, then your, your taxes are going to be less. Like all independent contractors, all, all businesses, you can use your expenses to offset your income. And how the, the biggest thing, of course, of DoorDash is the mileage you occur on your car. So you're you're burning a ton of ton of uh, mileage, and you have two choices, of course, regarding the the car and tax deductions. You can track mileage, or you can, or you can actually track the uh, maintenance expenses you do for your vehicle. So you can deduct mileage, or you can actually uh, track what type of uh, expenses you do regarding. Uh, maintenance and how much gas you buy, things like that. Uh, person, the, the mileage, I think it's like 55 cents a gallon, um, 55 cents a mile or something, I believe. Uh, it's around there, um, which you can offset regarding your income. And then, of course, there's other tax breaks. Talk to your accountant. I'm not a CPA or a certified uh, tax handler this season. Um, other expenses, of course, meals, you can deduct half of that, and your cell phone, things like that, the cable that you use on your cell phone. Uh, you can do various types of deductions which help offset your income, which, of course, then you end up paying less taxes. So, DoorDash, it does really kill your car because of the mileage that you put on your car, but because of that, uh, and because you're a 1099 employee, then things are offset somewhat regarding expenses and income, and you end up paying less in tax. So it's, if, if you work things right, your tax liability is gonna be pretty, pretty low, um, if not, if not, uh, completely tax-free if uh, depending on the situation so uh, the the income it's you're gonna be offset by your expenses quite a bit so your tax liability is much less if you just versus just working a uh, regular job the the problem of course is like I said before, supply and demand. If you work odd hours, 
that other people don't want to work, like let's say uh, post 12 a.m., the early morning hours graveyard, then your pay can be more because there's not enough drivers at that time of night and your income will be more because uh, supply and demand, there's not enough drivers, there's a lot of orders from late night folk and because of that there's late night bonuses that will pay you more for working odd hours. The, the con of course is people that, that order at that hour it's typically like individuals and not like the family is ordering like a family meal. So when an individual just like, you know, I, they're just gonna order like a Big Mac meal from McDonald's, the chance of, the, of them tipping a lot is very slim because they're just ordering for themselves. Whereas, you know, if you're ordering for a family of four or five, the ticket amount of the meal is more and then in that case, the tip amount would be more uh, if, if you're going by percentages uh, regarding tip and gratuity. So you know, there's there's pros and cons regarding uh, working late nights. The, the slowest times, of course, is immediately after dinner time, like 9 p.m., 10 p.m., uh, those are kind of slow hours and then restaurants start to close and then the kind of like the 2 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. that's another slow time because of course like I said the vast majority of people eat lunch around a similar hour that critical 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. time slot so, which brings us to the final question, which is, well, I have one more question to answer, so, uh, our second to last question, which is, is DoorDash good as a side hustle, a side job, or as full-time? I can tell you, if you do it full-time, your car is going to rack up mileage like crazy, and... You have to be ready to have a car that doesn't break down all the time and can take that type of mileage. So that's number one. Number two, of course, you're going to spend a whole ton of time on the road. And I'm a person that likes to drive. If you're not that type of person, if you get stressed out by traffic or busy parking lots or crazy drivers or pedestrians that get in the way, bicyclists, things like that. Or if you get really stressed out when the parking situation at a shopping center is not ideal, then DoorDash may not be the uh, side job you want to do. But if you like to drive or uh, you actually don't get stressed out by those types of situations, then DoorDash is a uh, good job. Whether you do it uh, part-time, full-time, side hustle, any of the above. And there's of course the whole thing regarding health insurance, and things like that. And if you want like a good health plan, of course, probably the best thing you, you should do is to be an employee of a company because then you have the best health plan available. Or your, your health plans will be way better than if your Mr. Solo owned his own business. Because of course the employer pays a large chunk of that. If you're doing DoorDash, you pay that. <laughs> they they do offer discounts and things like that. Uh, like like if you're a realtor as well. So 
all that stuff kind kind of offsets each other. But overall, there's a lot of slow days and a lot of busy days. But the slow days are actually more than the busy days because there's more weekdays than there are weekends. So keep counting Friday as a weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's three days of weekend, which you should work. Uh, hopefully, all three days because those are the busiest times. And then you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, your weekday, and those are of course less busy. So if you want to take a day off, you can during those times if you're doing it this full time. But of course, like any other job, you take it off, and it's not vacation time. So you take it off, you don't get paid. So it's a pretty tough life. You're gonna put a lot of mileage on your vehicle, and you're gonna be on the road a lot. You're gonna be sitting down a lot if you do this full time. If you're Mr. Part Time. Mr. Side Hustle, Mr. I'm Between Jobs, then the DoorDash delivery life can be possible because you are able to generate cash quickly, albeit there are certain expenses that you have to count for. And the environment is, is pretty chill. You're your own boss. So there's there's less of that stress and you can work as hard or as lazy as you like. No one will stop you. Overall, for myself, you know, I don't obviously deliver food full time. And I do look forward to getting back to a corporate lifestyle, but in the meantime, of course, it's a decent way to earn a few shekels, and, you know, get paid. So overall, you have to have some sort of intestinal fortitude to do it full-time. Because skill-wise, the only skill is driving and your ability to keep food upright and not let things spill. Certain, certain companies, of course, certain restaurants, they're good at packing up to go. So your chances of spilling are much less. Other companies are not so good and they use plastic bags and not the square bottom ones, but regular, like uh, this, the cheapest kind. And the it's, it's really hard to keep flat and to keep upright. And the end result is customers are upset. And then while you're doing it, of course, you'll get a better idea which ones which restaurants pack their food nicely, which don't. So, all in all, I, d I don't recommend people do it full-time, because it, it can get a bit boring, and your pay is not certain. You have to do tons of deliveries every day. But your, your income is offset and you're your own boss, you can expense things. A lot of your daily stuff you can expense as business expense. And overall, it's pretty chill. But of course, there's a lot of competition. Entry to uh, levels of uh, the entry point, how do you say it? Barriers to entry is less because the only skill you need is the ability to drive well and to keep food upright. 
as a part-time gig, it's obviously very, very lucrative. If you just hit up like weekend dinners, or just like dinners, it doesn't even be the weekend. If you just hit up the dinner time, let's say 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., just those two hours alone, you're going to yield a lot of <laughs> great, great orders, and it's it's a quick way to make some pocket change. That's all I have to say regarding DoorDash. I've been doing it a year and a half, or maybe more than that, like two years now, like two and a half years. So uh, overall, it's been a fun journey. DoorDash, of course, has gotten way more popular than when I first started. And there's a whole lot of more people comfortable with ordering food outside of a pizza um, via the phone and getting it delivered. Because, you know, before DoorDash, most of the deliveries were either like local Chinese food or pizzas. But after DoorDash, you can get anything delivered. So it is really quite a technology if you think about it. But overall, that's all I have to say. My throat's getting dry from talking so much. And it's a choice that you have to uh, make on your own. I do recommend people do like a, uh, you know, do a few dinner times and as a side hustle. If they don't, if they just like to drive and they just want to get away from the house a few hours, that's a good way to do so earn some quick pocket change as a full-time it's it's kind of a bit more uh, pressure filled like any other type of full-time job because you have to you know if you make a living you have to kind of hit certain certain monetary goals obviously so there's that um, other than that that's all I have to say if you want to follow me on Instagram it's vision of Tam and it's December 13th, 14th, around there. Hope everyone's doing well. I'm on the 15th freeway north in California, so hope everyone's doing well. Take care, everyone.